All right, welcome back to the DNA Pest Control Podcast. Um, I have a special guest, Aaron, is now finally in. Um, he did tag along with me at Pest World, um, and he got to kind of check out what we do. Actually, I shouldn't say we. I had nothing to do with it. But what they do at Pest World, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the expo, uh, what we saw there, the products, the, the cool things that they're coming out with, and then jump into the classes. We're not going to go too in-depth on the classes and everything that's going on. Uh, we'll just hit little points through there just so everyone understands what the classes are about, what differences in classes there are, because Aaron took a whole different set of classes than I did. Uh, and so it kind of hits a little bit different for everybody. And there's a lot of different classes that we didn't even take um, in each section of the day because uh, there was, what, two, four, six, there's eight classes um, times by three, right? Yeah, so quite a bit of classes. Um, so to start uh, with the expo, so the whole expo at the Pest World, the idea behind that is to bring in new products, different products, uh and this year was actually not, it was good. It wasn't terrible, but uh, one thing that I did like, so they have a company, it was called Zapbug. The idea behind Zapbug was, it's smart until we just looked up, because we just looked up the prices on this on these things. So they're tents that you can put furniture in, um, electronics in, and it gets up to 140 degrees. But you have to have these things on for six, three to eight hours. It was three to eight hours. So, and the cheapest one is about $400. And the one that can actually hold a couch is $1,700. So I would almost rule zap bug out unless it was a sensitive, you know, situation, then they may come in handy. Uh, The other thing that I saw there, um, there was a ton of companies popping out of nowhere with bait stations and traps. I don't know and I don't know how many different ways you can make a bait station. This is plastic with two holes in it, but apparently you can, and there's a ton of companies pushing that stuff. I didn't see anything new or crazy that I would jump on. Um, so I walked past a lot of that stuff. Uh, one that kind of suckered us into talking to them, uh, is applause. So applause, they have a good idea and a concept behind, uh, behind their software. So it integrates with a lot of different software companies. If you don't have one, you need one. It's really stupid to run off a of paper. Uh, but they integrate with who we use, which is Pest Routes. And Applause was a format that technicians could get tips. So I know how the world has kind of moved towards that and everybody's accepting tips now. Even at fast food restaurants, you have the option to give a tip. Um So this was really cool that we can throw that in our services and now the guys can make more money if they're doing a better job and they're going to get rewarded for doing a good job. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, They do not charge anything. It's free um, other than like a $10 setup fee and then everything else, you know, behind it, they just take off of the tip. So they're taking a percentage of that text tip. Sounds terrible, but that's just what it is. Um, And then... They also will send them Google reviews. So they're going to kind of push that Google Yelp review onto the customer if they tip or leave a tip and give a five star. So it's another way to get people to, you know, if they're already feeling generous, 
they'll probably leave a review too. Uh, the last thing that kind of caught my eye that I had a lot of questions for is I've been getting emails from these guys on a monthly basis for the past like three, four years. I think probably the first time I went to Pest World, they had my info and they started just blowing me up, but it was called uh, Crawl Space Depot. And here in California, it's a little bit different than other states. So I can speak from Utah because I grew up there. Uh, this would be obsolete there because we don't have a crawl space. So any states that have a crawl space, the idea behind it is you're insulating the ground. So you're trying to you know, create a space between dirt and the bottom of your flooring. And so instead of just, you know, stapling up a ton of insulation, they're actually creating a clear vinyl sheet or a, I guess, a white vinyl sheet that you're laying down on the ground and you're dehumidifying everything. So you're not going to have any dry rot underneath the house. You're going to have better insulation because you're not losing anything. They even had screens that you can put inside. It's like a foam screen that fits inside of the crawl space screen. If you're not from a state that has crawl spaces, you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Um, but you can do that. So it was a kind of a cool concept. Uh, but I think we have to be licensed here to even use that product. So it's something that I'd have to look into. But we hit an area where their crawl spaces, you could literally walk underneath it. And it'd be a really cool idea for them, especially when it comes, I initially thought of it as fire to help with fires because they actually have vents that are that prevent ashes from going into the house. I don't know if you knew that. You had no idea? Yeah. So they actually do. Um, I didn't know that until a guy showed me. Yeah, but they have these. Uh, that This guy had um, the little foam that you would put inside those, which would help prevent that stuff. I don't think it would help prevent a fire, but, you know, it was a good idea to ask him. And he even said, no, there's fire products out there, but they don't sell them. So those were kind of the three cool things that I saw. Um, Aaron, what'd you think? What'd you have? Yeah, other than that, I mean, I was kind of keeping my eyes open for what we can immediately bring back, you know, especially looking at all these commercial properties. You know, I immediately noticed like there was so many cool like bird and bat exclusion technologies that I had no idea was even out there. Um, you know, and the, obviously the applause thing was cool, but you know, nothing really new, like really grasped my attention off the bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, that was about it. Yeah. So that it's, if you're new to it, um, and unfortunately Aaron's not the tech expertise, so you're getting a whole different look, you know, at that, um, from his, per, you know, uh, perspective, but um, on the technician side, there wasn't a ton of new technologies. Oh, I did forget one, uh, B and G. So I actually had a whole episode on this. Um, so B and G came out with the automatic top that actually fits the B and G canister. Uh, the only problem with it was it was super expensive. So a B and G, I think you can pick one of those up for like four hundred bucks or three hundred fifty bucks, something like that. And these electric tops, so you don't have to pump the BNG. They put a price tag of, I think, four fifty or five hundred for it. So it was more expensive uh, to buy this top than the BNG, and 
it was rechargeable, but there was no batteries that you could actually take out of it. So if you had a bad battery or you need to replace a battery, you had to open this thing up or send it to B&G and they would have to replace everything for you. So we talked to one of the reps. The cool thing is the rep did say they are coming out with a new version and it is essentially going to be half the cost. And hopefully some of those things like a replaceable battery, that's all going to change. So they switched up their manufacturer and a few different things that they ran into and why it was priced so high was because they were getting charged so much money to make these things. So he said some of that should be resolved, which is cool. Um, But that's pretty much it for the expo. We ran through this thing in about a couple hours and that was about it. So it's still about as small as it used to be. It didn't seem like it grew anymore. Um, The only difference, big difference from last year to this year is we didn't have as many software companies. Uh, It was more products, which is great because I think we're already flooded with too many different software companies. Um, But on to the classes. So Aaron, so these are, what we're going to talk about next is essentially the bulk of why we go to Pest World and why I push Pest World to everybody. It's there's not a real true way to learn about bugs, learn about techniques, learn about management in our industry. There's just nothing out there. So you either have to go to your distributor, which they'll bring in a rep. But if you get a rep who's pushing their product, they're not going to talk about anything else. They're not going to give you techniques um, to take care of a situation with a different product. They only want to talk about their product. That was a big issue when it came in with Alpine is that company, they came in, they convinced everybody, Alpine's the one-stop shop. You do not need any more chemicals in your bin. This is the only thing you need, and it's going to kill everything. Well, that's not the case. So um, so they're good resources, but also, you know, they're going to push what they're trying to sell. And so these classes, um, so for instance, the one I went to, It was called Thinking Outside the Box of Traditional Rodent Control. The guy who did it is Bobby Corrigan, PhD, and then I'm not sure what RMC, Pest Management Consulting. Oh, that might be his business, actually, or who he works for. But um, this guy is based out of New York. He's been dealing with rats for 30 years and studying them. So he's not pushing a product. He wasn't pushing technology. He wasn't pushing anything. He was just educating us on rodents and their behavior, you know, and the class that Aaron took is completely different, right? Yeah. Yeah. The class that I took uh, was make a plan for work and developing a strategy for your business, right? And that was done by Stephen Good. Um, He owns a company, Good Strategies, LLC, kind of speaks for itself, Um you know, and that was the cool thing is there were so many classes that we were able to choose from, right? And this on the first day, this was the most appropriate one for me. Um, a little bit about what we went over in the class. Um, it was mostly on self-assessment. I mean, the class title itself was self-explanatory, right? You got to build a business plan and how to execute that strategy. But what Stephen really broke down on was self-assessment, being very clear with who you are as a business and the direction that you want to take that in. And there was a phrase that he kept repeating over and over again. It was structure, strategy, and people. And he kept saying that structure, strategy, people. And by like the third time I actually wrote that down and really thought about it. 
And, you know, as our company is growing so quickly, it's so true is because we have to build this foundation first and then we have to figure out how we're going to execute it. But most importantly, what he hit on is like, how are we going to get the right people in the right places? And I think that's such a hard problem nowadays is that honest self-assessment and actually, you know, moving these people in the positions that they would thrive the most in, you know? Oh, yeah. And I see that with even the episode I talked about, you know, with the truth, you know, the truth hurts sometimes is we hold on to people um, thinking it's going to be a better result at the end of the day, but it all changes. You know, you don't get to see how much better it is until that person's not in that, you know, and a lot of people see it the opposite way, which is kind of funny. You know, uh, we got to see it in the the exact opposite way that most people see it. They see someone leave and usually it hurts and then they miss that person. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, we could have used them. It could have been so much better. Usually it's relationships. Right. Um, but in business, I mean, it happens all the time as you hold on to somebody for too long and it actually was detrimental, not helpful, yeah. you know? And so, and actually I was listening to a, a quite a bit of stuff today because of the drive time and they hit on that. It was like back to back to back, you know, talking about these things. And so it was really cool to hear those things, but that's awesome. You know, and even going back on mine is thinking outside uh, the box of traditional rodent control. So one thing I'll talk about on that, that he hit on, which, you know, blew my mind. And this is where everybody as a technician, operator, owner on that side of things is the industry is constantly changing. We do not know everything about rats. We don't know everything about cockroaches. We don't know everything about bed bugs. Um, And as we're going through and people are actually getting funded to study these things, we're going to get taught different methods on how to control these different insects, these different pests. And one thing he brought up, because I've seen his classes, they usually bring him in every year, which is crazy. So they pest, uh, pest world NPMA brings this dude in every year to have a class on rodents. Uh, cause he's so well known. Uh, but he talked about mice and he said mice are before he would have said mice are curious, right? Everybody says it over and over and over. He actually said mice are curious until they're not. Right. So mice and rats are, in a sense, kind of like people. They have personalities. He said he's seen mice actually exchange gifts, which is crazy. You know, they weren't wrapped, but they were actually giving one, you know, something to the other, and the other was returning something in exchange. Right. So he's putting these behaviors together, and he said mice are more curious than rats. But not all mice are that. So we can't categorize every rodent. If you're a roof rat, you only do this. That's not true. So he's finding this stuff out, which is really cool. And so I took away from that is I have to take a new approach to rodent control and not just assume, okay, I'm going to put out a trap and a mouse is going to get caught on it because they're just going to be like, oh, hey, what's this thing and step on it. You know, that's not always the case. Um, One other thing I'll hit really fast is, and I forgot the terminology he has, but essentially it was if the rodent is satisfied in food, water, shelter, just because you introduce a bait station doesn't mean they're magically going to go to that. His whole concept was why, why would they go to it? They already have food. 
They don't need more food. You know, you're just introducing something. And he gave an example of trash cans. This guy loves trash cans. Um, there was a whole freaking hour class on trash cans with him one year. Um, but he, he brought up something that was amazing was he, he showed a picture and he said, you see this dumpster, what most technicians will do is they throw out two bait stations and say, you're good. He said, now, if you emptied the trash can, sanitized it with Clorox, cleaned it out, and then put two bait stations, you would destroy a colony. And he was, I mean, it makes so much sense, but we don't think of it that way. And so there's just more to rodent control than we actually think. And that was the point of his class. And there's so much more I could go off of. Um, but there's, you know, we don't have enough time to do that. But the second classes we had um, was a part two and a follow-up with Aaron. Yes, well, I had the part two of the building a plan and executing that strategy for your business. And I think one of the coolest things I took away from that was people sitting next to me, they were owners of smaller companies. We even had like tech managers. We had people in marketing. So there's so many different ranges of experience and expertise because I had no idea what I was really getting myself into going to not only Pestworld as a whole, but signing up for this class, right? You know, and I'm just really glad that I was able to take so much away from that. Um, and just going back to what I was saying earlier, it just comes back to regular self-assessment and just being honest with, you know, obviously yourself, the people that you work with directly, your clients, um, you know, that's really the only way you're going to scale the business that you want to, you know, is what the best thing that I took from that class. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, uh, yeah. So, and that's just a little bit of you know, what everyone can take away. So management, huge, right? So it's taking, you know, a whole different perspective of this guy and this guy's whole business is off of good strategies, I'm assuming, right? Strategies for business. So it's like, you know, uh, so they're bringing in professionals who, you know, who are experts in these fields. You know, mine was uh, toxicology. I won't talk a ton about that because if you listen just to the intro on Pest World, I talk about it. Um and it was one of the coolest classes I think I've ever taken uh, because they talk about the modes of action of how insects get affected by the chemicals we're using and how toxic these chemicals are to us. And a lot of guys don't know that stuff. A lot of guys do not know how chemicals work. They don't care how chemicals work. And one thing that really stuck out, you know, is, you know, sticking out to me is a lot of guys who get the flu, and I didn't even tell you this, Aaron. So a lot of guys who get the flu, it could be because of pesticide. They're not actually sick. They don't have a fever. They're actually not sick with a bug. They're not contagious. Yeah, it's because of the chemical. They're misusing it in some way. And I think the biggest one here, at least, if guys are consistently getting sick, it's because of gloves. They're not using gloves. And so I'm a big one. I'm a stickler on gloves. You're never going to see me or very, very rarely see me grab something without gloves. And if I do, I instantly go wash my hands. So I never get sick. But I do know guys who do. So it's really cool to understand this stuff, um, especially as a route tech. What are you doing to stay safe? I know some companies uh, in other states, and I've actually seen people post, and they're grabbing their B&G without any gloves. They have short sleeves on, but 
that's a standard in their in their state. They don't know anything else. But to me, that's like you guys are psycho if you're going to go out and spray a house like that. You know, you could be getting sick consistently and not knowing why. So, um, but so for the third class of the day, uh, which for me kind of sucked, <laughs> you know, because I went to mastering integrated rodent management through rodenticide stewardship. And it was by uh, Hamilton Allen. He's with a company called Home Team Pest Defense in Tampa. He d- he did good. I mean, he did really good. But you can't come off of a guy who's been doing it for thirty years, who's a PhD, who studied like rodent behavior, um, to a guy who's just like working for a company. <laughs> you know, so it's really hard to get you know to kind of take that class. So some classes are really good, and sometimes you do pick a class that may not be the best. Uh, that one was the best for me that I felt, uh, but it didn't, it, it falls short because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, but Aaron, I know you have probably had a way better experience in your class than I did. Yeah. And it's funny you say that cause I actually had the opposite mindset going into my class. Um, the third class of my day was how great customer service can revolutionize your organization. Right. So I was getting ready for a ton of cliche customer service things that's just common knowledge. And really, I was blown away, you know, by not only the speaker, but the breakout groups that we had. And a lot of the things that we discussed, I mean, most of it came back to being proactive, you know, and from a leadership standpoint, how important it is to set the tone on that. Um, And that really goes into like so many different aspects, like, at least for me, what I immediately thought of was like, you know, calling customers when it comes to like scheduling or building routes or billing issues. It's like, what are we doing on our end that we're getting ahead of these issues before they become issues? You know what I mean? And I think that's something that separates the companies that do very well and grow quickly to the ones that stay stagnant is because they're not looking for ways to be proactive with their customer service and be that difference. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that was a huge takeaway for me. And yeah. Yeah, so if you hear a little break and everything, it's because we're using one mic. <laughs> Since I moved, uh, I don't know where the other mic is, so I'll find it so we can get this going. Um, but actually, on that note, there is something that today hit me really, really hard, which was awesome, is, and this is a quote, actually, I'm going to throw up in the office, because it is like, if you really think about it, but it says our biggest problem in life is thinking we shouldn't have them. And it's the exact opposite. When we have problems in life, that's when we're growing. Well, actually, some problems can destroy people. If you're a proactive person, you're going to take every problem and not look at the problem and say, why do I have a problem? It's you're taking every problem and you're learning and you're growing from it and you're creating a solution. Uh, and what, you know, some of these classes, you know, I, I can speak for Aaron, I think, and for myself in this is it makes you think, what am I doing and how can I correct what I'm doing? You know, because you, you really take a self-assessment is today we did rodent control this way. Now, with the knowledge I gained, I need to do it a different way, um, not only to step it up, and hopefully bring the whole group around me, the pest control industry up as well. But it's what is my competition already doing that I'm not doing? 
you know, and that was another class um, when we'll talk about that, uh, you know, on another day, but it's, you, it really gets you to think um, about what, what's going on in your industry right now. What are you doing, you know, as an individual, as that owner, as the manager, and how can you change these things, you know, to better, you know, what you're currently doing. And so that is that that kind of falls in line perfectly. It's those problems is don't look at a problematic client as they're the problem. You know, it may be you and maybe that's why they're bringing it up. You know, so we may want to listen to these people and actually find out, well, maybe it is me. Maybe it's not that they're just a problem. Maybe I'm the problem creating that problem. So um, anything else you want to add on to that? And kind of what you were saying, kind of just the combination of my two classes from day one, building that strategy and how to execute and having that exceptional customer service, it's really nice because after the first class, all I thought about was how are we going to execute these plans long term? Like, how are we going to put the people in the right place? How are we going to hit these goals by these certain times? Where when I went into the customer service class, it was kind of like a reminder. It's like, how are you showing up every day? You know what I mean? And, you know, and somebody in a management role that is trying to set the tone, how can we create that foundation and future if I'm not showing up as the best version of myself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was a huge takeaway for me just immediately is, again, self-assessment and just being honest with myself. But. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll throw out some, because some of these classes, there's so much content uh, we're going to throw out episodes, full episodes on each of these classes. Um, after we get through, you know, every day that we, we had, and we experienced at pest world, cause you know, there's some of these classes we could go on for hours and talk about it, you know, especially even this one, you know, it gets me fired up cause I'm listening to it and it's, I have so much to say, but I don't want to do it cause I don't want to take up all that time. Um, But even when it comes to like the toxicology class, I have so much to talk about and there's so much knowledge that I could throw at you guys um, that would just step up your game completely as a technician. Um, And even in the rodent one, it's like I was throwing stuff out today because I was doing bed bug treatments. I didn't even know that before I went to Boston. I didn't even know half the crap, you know, but I'm talking about it now today. uh, and, And all these people are like, holy crap, like, how do you know all this stuff? This is crazy, you know? So your knowledge just, I mean, it goes through the roof as, as you start actually educating yourself more. So don't be that guy who just sits stagnant, who says, hey, I've been doing it for 30 years. I don't need to know anymore. I know how to, you know, kill rats in an attic. You just throw a ton of bait up there. You know, it's grow from that. There's different methods. There's better ways. Uh, and it's out there and there's people and industries, you know, and companies actually trying to push this information on us. Uh, you just have to pay some money to get it, you know, <laughs> um, anything else, Aaron, before we end? No. You good. Okay. Uh, but thanks for listening, uh, to the DNA pest control podcast, um, day one at pest world. 2022 Boston. Remember, you can send us an email at DNA Pest Podcast at gmail.com. You can go on the website at DNA Pest Podcast.com. And you can also find us on Instagram at DNA Pest Podcast uh, and send us a message through there. Or you can submit everything through 
the website. It doesn't really matter. There's plenty of ways. So if you want to be a guest, you want to throw some questions, you have anything you want us to talk about, please send us some information. Send us some questions. Get on here with us. Uh, We'd love to have you. Also, if you are wanting some gear, I had someone message me through Instagram who's interested. I still have hats. I still have stickers. Um, I'd love to send it out to you guys. It doesn't cost you anything. Just message us and we'll send it all out to you. All right, guys. Thanks so much and have an awesome week.